Well, it looks like this is going to be the final, um, the final podcast in the welfare in warfare series. We'll see if there's, um, if 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 it feels right to do anything anything else after this. But this final one here, I really want to just uh, unpack to you um, from Matthew chapter eleven. This uh, mighty mighty scripture that if you've been a Christian more than a few months, you've probably come across it. Um, it's very well known. It's Jesus himself, Matthew eleven, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter eleven, verses twenty-eight to thirty. Come to me, all who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to just unpack this to you because it seems to me that it's so easy to get weighed down. It's so, so easy to just get weighed down um, and uh, worn out and to forget that we have one in our lives closer than a brother, indwelling us by his spirit. Listen to this. Who has offered to do the heavy lifting for us. That's an amazing thought. We have got one in our life, ever present, 24-7, indwelling us by his spirit who was offered to do the heavy lifting for us. So I want us to just unpack this verse and try to understand what that involves because that's the kind of idea where we all go, it sounds great. How do we how do we step into that? Well, let's just look. First of all, come to me, Jesus is saying. Come to me. This isn't this before it's a religion, before it's a, a, a body of doctrine, uh, bef- before it's theology, before it's any of those things. And it is those things. We must remember that 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 there is a body of doctrine around Christianity of set of things that we believe, a set of things that we don't believe. Absolutely laid out. In the, in the Bible, there are theological ideas, some of which are true, some of which are false. And it's really important that we learn about all of, all of these things. But before it's any of those, <coughs> excuse me, any of those things, it is, it, it is a person. Come to me. And if we ever relegate that idea, we just, just get into theology, just get into doctrine, just get into ideas... Just get, in, get into our tribe. Just get into our favourite worship music. Just get into this or just get into that. And I want to put it to you that we've, we've completely stepped off of the actual way, the path, the road. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. It, all, all of it is summed up in him, his person, who he is. And he says, come to me which means that although obviously here when he said it he was kind of located in one time and one space on earth and that would have involved uh, physically coming to him he said it's better that that i go because then the spirit can come so now we can draw near so the bible uses phrases like draw near draw near to god and he will draw near to you how comes because he's still saying come to me Um, so we get to come to him we get to draw near to a person, we get to, we get to enjoy the reality of fellowship with this man, with this God man, one person, two natures, fully God, fully man, 
one person, the Lord Jesus Christ, our mediator, our friend in heaven, our the one who advocates for us, the one who intercedes for us. He says, come to me. And if our quiet times, if our devotional times don't involve us coming to him, then I'm not sure what they are. I'm not sure that they, 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 they are in, in one sense worth doing anymore. It's great to learn good Bible truths in our devotional time. Of course it is. But the end goal, the, the meat and potatoes of it is coming to him. Come to me, he says. But there's the invitation to those who are weary and heavy laden, which is the most extraordinary thing that whereas in the world that we live in, generally speaking, um, people want to be with you when you're doing well. People want to be with you when you are suddenly famous or or influential or you represent some sort of opportunity or some sort of prestige or some sort of power. If people, people by knowing you will feel better about themselves, they want to know you. But people that are just weary and heavy laden, the invitation goes out. It's just extraordinary. I mean, we mustn't just get over, you know, there's a, there's a reason why Luke says, uh, Luke records Jesus saying in his gospel that those things which are esteemed before man are abominable in the sight of God. Um, I think that's Luke 16, uh, 15. Uh, those things which are highly esteemed before man are abominable in the sight of God because so often the things that we esteem, they're, they're rooted in a kind of pride, a self-sufficiency. It's that there's an ugliness about it. There's an ugliness about it that is it's kind of it's 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 really not the kingdom jesus is saying if you're weary and if you're heavy laden come to me he has concern he has compassion he cares about us when we are weighed down sometimes things just come our way in life and it did just sideswipe us and you just think that's really got to me you know and sometimes you think it, it shouldn't have but it has <laughs> And sometimes it's almost even embarrassing to let anyone know because you think that's such a small thing. Uh, you know, and I want people to think well of me. To admit that that's really got on top of me is, is a bit embarrassing, you know. But Jesus knows. He understands. He doesn't have these presuppositions about us. He, he's not under any illusion. He doesn't love us because we are impressive. Hallelujah. He loves us because he's perfect in love. And so when we're in this way, he actually moves towards us. There's something in our need that that brought, draws Jesus towards us. Such is his compassion. Such is his kindness. Such is his care and his genuine love that when he sees that sort of need, actually rather than repelling him, it attracts him, it draws him near. So he says to those who are, who are labouring and heavy laden, come to me. And he promises, I will give you, I will give you rest. It's interesting the, the, the following story. Um, we've, we've looked at that a little bit on, on on the Sabbath one, the whole thing about picking grain on the Sabbath. and But there's just this promise. He says, oh, I'm going to give you rest. And what I love about this this verse is how this really unpacks it well, really helps us uh, get to like the reality of, of well, what does that look like? How are you going to give us rest? Jesus, I can't even see you physically. It's not even as if you're in the same room physically. I can't just unload to you and while I'm looking you in the eye you know what does it mean how are you going to do this I can't just um you know I can't just press pause on life you know and be transported to heaven like Elijah in, in chariots of fire you know it doesn't seem to be the way it's going to work out for me what do I what do I do you know 
And, and so we've got to be this, but this verse helps us to unpack it. I'll give you rest. It's, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls. It's wonderful. Take my yoke. You say, look, join, join with me. Join with me. Come, be, be yoked. Be yoked with me, Jesus is saying. Be yoked with me. This is really deep stuff. Jesus is saying, stop doing your own thing, number one. Stop doing your own thing and trying to get me to bless it. That's going to really help you if you're weary and heavy laden. You're just, you're, you're burnt out by trying to reach for so many things in your own power. You're burnt out from that. Don't, don't do that. Just come next to me. Yoke in with me. Go where I'm going. Let me be Lord. Go where I'm going. Let me direct you. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Give me your heart. Give me your deepest driving motivation. Give me the things that matter to you the most. Come on. Yoke with me. Yoke with me. Trust me. Trust me. I'm going to teach you a different way. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to, I'm going to pull you out of this, this, this kind of drivenness, this drivenness, whether it's by pride or by fear. I'm going to, I'm going to, so you're not going to be driven. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you. See, fear drives. Pride drives. The Lord leads. He says, come on, I'll show you a better way. I'll show you a better way. Yoke with me. Take my yoke. Let's, I'm going to draw you in next to me. I'm going to draw you close. And we'll walk together. And you're going to learn some things. So what are we going to learn? He says, well, look, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm going to teach you. There's a process involved here. Learn from me. I'm going to teach you. There's an apprenticeship. You see, and um, some theologians have said this whole idea of, of yoke, it was a, a term used to describe the teaching of a rabbi. Take my yoke. Here's my teaching. Learn from me. And sometimes I think we, we, don't, we, we don't have a, a, a discipleship mentality or we kind of we 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 use the term discipleship, but we, we don't really we don't really think like disciples. We kind of think, oh yeah, I'm getting discipled. What we mean by that is we sit down and have a coffee with someone once a month, and they mentor us a bit. That's a wonderful thing. That's great. Nothing wrong with that. But discipleship is so much bigger than that. It's about learning the Christ way, learning from Jesus, learning how to live like Jesus. Saying, Jesus, I'm going to drop everything. Uh, anything that's going to get in the way, I'm going to follow you as my rabbi, my teacher. I want to learn. I want to learn from you. So that's a there's a, there's an apprenticing. There's that that's what that's what we're doing here. We're not we're not uh, going to fuss and fight and resist. No no no. I'm going to learn from you. So Jesus, learn from me. It's going to take some time. It's going to be a process. You're not going to get it overnight. You're going to have to unlearn some things to learn some new things. You're going to have to let me just dismantle your thinking, the way you've learned to, to, to get by in the world. No, no, no. This leads to weariness and being heavy laden. No, we're not going to do that. Instead, uh, instead of that, uh, I'm going to teach you. I want you to learn from me. Here we go. He says this. For I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So the promise isn't just physical rest, it's something very, very deep. But there's something here, there's something hidden here in this sense that's a key. I'm gentle, he says, and lowly in heart. And I just, I think that what we see here is so much of the stress that we face is that we're not, we're not gentle and lowly in heart, we're not content. We're not happy trusting God. We're, 
We're pushing. We're, we're comparing. We're comparing. Why aren't I like them? Why can't my life be like theirs? We're pushing. We're striving. It's rooted in a kind of a pride. My life should be as good as everyone else's. On, on that person's really good at that. My life should be as good as theirs on that front. That person's good on that. What I want my life to be as good as, as, as theirs on that front. Why? Why? Why should it be? Why should you be as good as everyone at everything? Why? That's pride. It's going to destroy it. It will, it will eat you up. Rather than that contentment when you go, well, where does God want me? What does he want me to focus on? What's God saying? Jesus says, I'm gentle and I'm lowly in heart. You see, Jesus, he, he came and was utterly devoted to the Father's will. He didn't come to prove himself it's astonishing really the most influential person to have ever lived and he didn't come to prove himself he came to submit to the father's will there was this there was just this sense that between the son the father the spirit this agreement to come and save born out of love to come and rescue sinful rebellious broken people like us coming out of the love there's this this gentleness this loneliness moving towards people reaching out Towards people, that was the motivating factor. That was really the thing that was driving it going on there. Jesus, I want you to learn this. I want you to learn this. I want to teach you how to submit to the will of God. I want to teach you how how to just let go of this fussing. Um, I'm going to just pull you out of that, teach you a different way. It's so, so, so special. He says the result will be rest for your souls because you won't be trying to be trying to live up to your own and others' expectations of your life constantly. You won't be trying to do that anymore. You'll be learning from me, and I'm going to be teaching you about um, devotion to the Father's will. I'm going to be teaching you about being peaceful to make your own contribution according to God's purposes and plans and not have to be everyone to everything or everything to everyone, but to release you from that. Rest for your souls. Rest for your souls. And then there's this amazing promise for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus says, my yoke has an ease about it. It's a non-yoke. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, once, you, once you settle, once you kind of settle into it and go, do you know what? It's not about me anymore. There's a real ease. You go, wow, actually, this isn't tight. There's that, rest, there's that wrestle where you let go of your own uh, supremacy and your own plans and purposes you know, holding onto them as if they're sovereign. That's the wrestling. Once you've said, no, Lord, I'm going to yoke with you, you go, wow, it's just, there's an ease about this. There's a spaciousness. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Absolutely there is. There's an ease about it. And a lightness about it. The Bible says the commands of God are not burdensome. When you're pushing against God, when you're fighting God, of course the slightest command from God seems burdensome because it gets in the way of your thing your plan once you go okay no no no, i'm going to yoke with jesus you go okay he's not asking me to do anything that's actually outrageously difficult and if he is he's he's promising me his presence to do it and 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 the clarity to know that it's really him so it's a beautiful beautiful thing and it leads us to a place where you go hey do you know do you know what this is fun this is an adventure there's a joy in this there's a freedom in this and it leads us to that place. I'm, I'm just going to finish by look, just reading one of, the, one of the shortest psalms, by far one of my most favourite psalms. So I just think, here, here's a man with huge responsibility. Here's a man who could very easily be weary and laden down. Um, but he's, 
is really not. It's just, he's got it. Psalm 131, oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvellous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a winged child with its mother. Like a winged child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord. From this time forth and forevermore. Hallelujah. It's almost like an Old Testament version of the passage from Matthew 11. There's a humility here. There's a recognition that there are things probably a bit too great and too marvellous. Things beyond him and his capacity he says, I'm not going to occupy myself with them. I'm not going to insist on knowing everything, knowing the answers, the ins and outs to everything. I'm not going to do that. And he says, I've calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. You see, before a child is weaned, it, it fusses and fights and screams all the time because it hasn't learned that, 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 that mum will feed at the right time. So there's this constant fretting whereas a weaned child knows there's a meal time coming it's okay we we can know that our god he's got our times in his hands he knows what he's going to do we can relax and as a result we can find that in this crazy warfare that we are that we are in that there can be a peace and a contentment um and a, a rest a deep deep soul rest in the midst of it and we thank god for his provision Amen. Oh,